This is a podcast from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks St. Sampson in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Father God, we thank you that um, you are majesty. And Lord, we thank you for, for your love and your forgiveness and your grace on our life. And Lord, we thank you that we can come to worship you today and to bring you all the praise and all the honour that you deserve, Lord. Father God, as we open up your word, Lord, that you would speak to us and speak to our lives right now. Amen. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, um, I'd like you to turn to Daniel, chapter 3. Is this on okay? Yeah? I'm not going to read this whole chapter to you. It's quite a a long chapter, so I'm just going to summarise it. And then as I'm speaking, I'm going to read different um, bits of the chapter to you. But it's uh, it's a well-known chapter. It's about um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when they uh, meet the, the furnace. Um, basically, let's just set the scene. You've got King Nebuchadnezzar and um, he has made this statue, this massive image out of gold and he's asked the people to um, dedicate themselves to it and to worship this, this statue. And uh, the threat is if you don't worship it, if you don't bow down to this statue, you'll be thrown into um, the, the fiery furnace. And we have these three men, um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and three Jews who are dedicated to God. And they've uh, spent their lives dedicated to God. And they're resolving their hearts that they will not um, worship this statue. And so they, they are here at this time. And um, they refuse to worship. And King Nebuchadnezzar says, OK, well, you will be thrown into the furnace. And so they get thrown into the furnace. And um, miraculously... They are saved from that, and there is a fourth man that appears in the furnace as well with these three. And they come out um, saved and unharmed from that experience. So I want us to look today at this story about the fourth man in the furnace. Um, I don't know how many of you remember the the series of explosions that caused the, the Russian submarine to sink a while ago. And uh, there were 118 crewmen on that ship. Um, that sunk, who lost their lives at that time. 23 of the men, though, managed to survive for several hours afterwards in in an isolated chamber. And one of those men wrote a note to his wife in that time. And at that man's funeral, um, two words from the note were displayed for everyone to see. And the two words said, mustn't despair. Mustn't despair. You know, when human beings um, experience that moment when... They know their time is at an end. Instinctively, there's something within us that wants to write something down or send some sort of a message to tell our loved ones or to tell people something, to tell our story in some way. 9-11 saw that, didn't it, when we heard the the mobile uh, conversations or the text messages that went out to loved ones, last words as uh, they knew what was ahead of them. Or the prisoners uh, of the Nazis in the Warsaw Ghetto. Their last breath, they managed to write some notes and they put them in the crevices of the walls at that time. Probably, I'm sure, hoping that someday, somewhere, someone would find these little notes 
and be able to read them and read about the story that they had, what they went through. I guess in those final moments, when everything is stripped away, um, when our successes, our reputation, our wealth, our power, status, comfort, everything suddenly means nothing anymore, what you're left with is what you believe in and what you've built your life upon. And when that time comes for us, and I don't want to be morbid here, when that time comes for us, I wonder what our message would be what our story would be. What would we be saying? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they choose death over the worshipping of idols. And this moment had come for them in their lives. They were ready to meet their end. They thought, you know, this is is it. This is the, the furnace we're going to enter. If God saves us, then he saves us. If he doesn't, he doesn't. They were at that place. Men of great promise. Men who had done great things. Men who had really fulfilling lives, who had done noble things for people and for God, probably their hearts full of hopes and full of dreams. And they come to this circumstance. Let's just pick it up in verse 14. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zithe, the lyre, harp, pipes and all kinds of music, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And there's something striking about this story of these three men. Because the moment will inevitably come in each person's life when we realise that death is inescapable. There's nothing that can be done. We know that that's going to happen. And we often have a last message of expression of regret at having to leave this life like the examples I just said but Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego it's different for them death is escapable they could have saved themselves from that situation all they had to do was bend a knee all they had to do was worship the golden image and it would all be over the nightmare would be ended for them so it was escapable And if they did that, they would be restored back to their power, uh, status, honour, recognition. King Nebuchadnezzar said, you know, if you do that, it'll be okay. But here they are, they're headed to unimaginable pain, headed to death. And one word would mean life for them. But they would not say it. They would not bend that knee. Life or death, and they chose death. And that kind of devotion is possible for ordinary people of God. We've seen it here. And they say this, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you set up. They look like the final words, mustn't despair. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude towards them changed, it says in verse 19. Literally, this could translate as the expression of his face just changed towards them. He was mad. He was furious. 
And he tries to win them over to the other side because he kind of gives them a chance. He says, well, you know, now when you hear that music play, if you're ready to fall down, worship the image I made. Very good. You can have everything back. That's okay. Like a, a let out clause there. But then in the face of their unshakable devotion, the commitment displayed to face death rather than disobey God, Nebuchadnezzar just loses control and his attitude changes towards them. And he orders the furnace to be heated up seven times hotter than usual. Imagine those three young men in that situation. Imagine what they're thinking, what's going through their minds. They've been faithful right up until the end. Real people with courage, probably with fear, but with defiance and faith in their hearts. And they see this fire and they see how hot it is because as the people are coming towards it, um, Nebuchadnezzar's soldiers, it's so hot they're collapsing and dying from the heat of the fire. And they're headed to that place. Then they're in it. They're in the flames, they're in the furnace. They're waiting for the pain to begin, waiting for the numbness, waiting for the smoke. But nothing, nothing happens. They feel no difference at all. They are in that furnace and nothing has changed. And that's not even the best thing, that they're unharmed. But in verse 24 it says, King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement. One translation says trepidation. That, that indicates this element of fear that he had. And he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed and the fourth looks like a son of the gods now not only have we the three men unharmed but we have a fourth man who has joined them in the furnace and he's unharmed and apparently he's the one that will deliver the other three who is this fourth man it doesn't actually say it says it looks like he was the in the appearance of a of a son of the gods but most think that it was jesus And these four men, they spent time together for a moment in that furnace. And I wonder what that fourth man was saying to the three. Was he saying how how proud the father was of these three men, their courage, their faithfulness? Was he saying to them how their story would be retold for hundreds and thousands of years later? That their story and their act of courage would actually encourage us who are going through suffering. That would encourage the people who have been persecuted. And I wonder what those three men were saying back to that fourth man. You know, they had gone on that day, resolved in their hearts not to worship. Not to worship that false god that they were being asked to worship. And yet, on this day, they worship probably like they've never worshipped before. In awe and adoration of God who is rescuing them. The furnace looked like the end. But it turned out to be the greatest experience of all for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And the furnace turns out to be the place where they meet God. And they meet with God. And God can meet us in the furnace too. God decided to deliver Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the furnace, but not from it. And this is the point of the story. This is why it's here for us and and what it's trying to tell us. They hoped to be delivered from that furnace. But instead, God delivered them in it. And in the furnace. Sometimes God delivers people from the furnace. And I can testify to times in my life when that's happened. But sometimes God delivers people when they're right smack bang in the middle of the furnace. And Jesus said to them, 
Well, he says to me and you today that I'll meet you in the furnace. The place where full devotion can lead you. The place that looks scary. The place that looks dangerous. The place that is painful. The place that might even look like the end turns out to be the place where Jesus is. And amazingly, it's the safest place of all because Jesus is there. And it turns out to be something quite extraordinary. Jesus said what he is still saying today, I'll meet you in the furnace, follow me. It's going to be dark at times, it's going to look dangerous, it's going to scare you, but you keep following me, because I'll meet you in the furnace. In verse 26, it says, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire. What an amazing sight. What an amazing thing to witness. All the advisors, the governors, everybody crowded round these three men as they come out of that furnace, totally unharmed, without a hair singed on their head. And Nebuchadnezzar says, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Nebuchadnezzar, no thought about the fact that he's killed soldiers in this, in this thing that he was doing, but now he's completely changed. He congratulates these three men, congratulates them on their audacity to stand up to his, his authority. Something amazing is going on in this man's life, in the king's life. He's completely changed. Therefore, I decree that people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble for no other God can save in this way. Here's a guy that's not big on freedom of worship. You know, he wouldn't um, be uh, standing for the Bill of Rights at all. But here we see that he promotes these three men even further in the province of Babylon after this time. So he doesn't just restore them, but he lifts them up to new positions, gives them new opportunities, new um, a place for them to be influencers. If they had given in to fear, one word, one bent knee, they would have missed that greatest encounter with the fourth man in the furnace. And going into the furnace, which looked like the last thing they wanted to do, turned out to be the greatest event of their life. And ironically, the furnace looked like death, but it turned out to be the safest place. Why? Because God was there. And sometimes God delivers people from the furnace, but sometimes God delivers us in the furnace. And these can be the greatest moments. You know, there is a danger, isn't there, sometimes, that we can live in this comfortable world and become furnace avoiders. So often... I can testify to myself, you know, I pray, God, make my life easier or make it more comfortable, make it more pleasant, move that obstacle, deliver me from this inconvenience. But God calls us to a dangerous life, as he did Shadrach, as he did Meshach and Abednego, because he has something better for us. I want you to imagine God had a calendar. I know he doesn't because God's omniscient, he's omnipotent, so he doesn't need a calendar to keep himself organised. But just imagine that he did, okay? On maybe one of the dates, it says Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego with their deal with Nebuchadnezzar. God's got written down on his calendar, meet Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the furnace. What if they hadn't shown up? Their whole life is an adventure dependent on that 
decision, their willingness to face the furnace. And I wonder where on God's calendar does he have our names written down? Meet you in the furnace. And will we make it? You know, sometimes we get so attached to, so bound up, so enslaved by the trivialities of life. Well, I know I do. Because someone at work gives you an angry look and it upsets you. You're not getting the recognition you think you deserve. Or we get unexpected expenses and so we can't buy what we want to buy. Someone creates an obstacle for us or we don't get that promotion quick enough. Whatever it might be. But we're all being called to a deeper measure of devotion. I wonder whether we can dare not to pray for riches or ease or security or comfort. And if, like me, that's hard work... Well, let's talk to God about it. Let's be honest with our struggle and ask him for the presence of that fourth man in the furnace with us. You know, back in the UK when I was ministering there, someone once said to me that they were fed up with their work because they hated the people they worked with. The people were hostile, cranky, they were difficult people. And so this person was praying for a nicer job. Now, I'm not saying by any means that wasn't the right prayer for that person to be praying. It could be the right, the good thing to do, obviously. But I wanted this person to see, rather than try to just escape it at all costs, even if it was right for them to move, just at that time, in the meantime, to see that maybe that was where God wanted them. Maybe that was the season for them. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar, he wouldn't have been awarded, you know, employer of the year by any means. But God used Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and their willingness to go into the furnace to change the heart of this king. And maybe God can use us right where we are at the moment. You know, maybe God wants us to grow in judgment and discernment, in our ability to know when to speak and when to stay silent. To grow in our ability to love someone when it would be easier to resent them or judge them or write them off. Maybe it's not always about deliverance from the furnace, but an encounter with God who meets us in it. There could be a Nebuchadnezzar that God wants to reach through you. You know, there might be things that you've been avoiding because it feels like a furnace if you enter that. Maybe some sort of involvement in something or using a gift, a talent. It might involve a relationship, giving, sacrifice. You, I'm sure, have something that could come to mind. I don't know. I just know that sometimes the golden statues in our world tend to involve gods with names like ease and security, success and comfort. But God is in the furnace. And he'll meet you there, in it. Sometimes we've been lulled into that idea that life will be easy if we follow God. But how many heroes of the faith um, had easy lives? When we read the book of Hebrews and we see them listed there, the writers tell us they don't even have, have time to tell of all the people or all the things they did or all that took place in their lives. What did Jesus say to his followers? God has a wonderful plan for your life. It involves a great house, an attractive spouse, terrific job, wonderful car, endless succession of easy days. Not really. Jesus says, follow me. You have the most amazing, incredible God. But there is going to be trouble in your life. And they followed him. They followed him in the hundreds, in the thousands, in the tens of thousands. People followed. They followed him through the path Uh, that he walked on through servanthood, through sacrificial generosity, through community, through suffering, through persecution, through to death. They followed. You know, we're here today because hundreds of people throughout history, ordinary men and women, were willing to go to the furnace. They loved God. They knew that phrase, mustn't despair. 
God did not forget them. He didn't abandon them. And God said to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, what he said to Stephen, who was the first follower of Christ to be martyred, what he said to Paul and Peter, who were persecuted and beaten and jailed, who he, what he said to Corrie ten Boom, Martin Luther King, Derek Bonhoeffer, Mother Teresa on the streets of Calcutta, what he still says to followers, followers today in China or Albania, and maybe to someone here this morning, but I'll meet you in the furnace. And this is our time, and this is our day. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they had their day, and Daniel had his day, and Stephen had his day. Peter and Paul had their days, Corrie ten Boom had her day. And this is your day. This is your moment will come. And I don't know what furnace you are facing. I don't know what this message means to you. But all I do know is that he'll meet you there. He'll meet you there. And God says to us, Fear not, though you pass through the flames. They will not burn you. They will not destroy you. He says, I'll meet you in the furnace. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Union Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelin.co.uk.